The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Hi, this is David Yaz, founder of the Boston Podcast Network and proud producer of Shawshanked, the podcast, here with an important message. In the upcoming episode of Shawshank that you're about to listen to, there was an incident that I need to explain ahead of time. Our own George Kippenham at one point attempted to do an imitation of Police Academy sound effects expert Michael Winslow. The imitation failed miserably. Because of this calamity, everyone in the Pod 617 studio suffered various symptoms, including asphyxiation, dizziness, muscle spasms, and nausea. While the Shawshank podcast is professionally edited, of course, in this case, we decided to leave the segment unedited. As a cautionary tale to everyone out there, please don't do imitations of Police Academy funny man Michael Winslow unless you're absolutely sure you can nail it. Kip, this means you, and we're keeping in our prayers. What up, gangsters? My name is Inigo Montoya. Movies that you get, Shawshank Pie. Come on, do it, kill me! I guess I just miss my friend. Shawshank. And on your 50th viewing, Shawshank. This movie has everything. Shawshank. Kiss masks, Lee Trevino. Shawshank. One-armed black man named Chubb. Shawshank. I always love that one-armed black man named Chubb. <laughs> uh, welcome to Shawshank. I'm your host, Uncle Buck. Here we are on Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Let's go ahead and introduce our cast from right to left, Nick Stevens. Hi. I didn't, really have, a, I didn't have a good quote. Uh, There's just so many movies we're about to talk about, I couldn't even, I should have prepared one. That's not a line, but Damn Georgie us. Kip. Lafferty, Daniel, and Gilmore. Happy. Oh, I like that, but it's oh, not good. Have uh, anything to do with what we're talking about? No, no, it doesn't. Well, then I could have right. just picked any movie quote. Just go ahead and pick I'm one. the idiot. The best is I'm BB-8. That was the first one. I was Here we are. I'm on vacation. Episode two of season three. Here we go. Shawshank, fellas. Uh, we kind of mentioned this during our John Candy episode, but what had happened to us recently, uh, a lot of us saw not only Toy Story, not Toy Story, Lego, Lego oh, movie I, You two. guys didn't see Toy Story? It was Tori- great. <laughs> Tory story. Fake boobs, light year, and the Tory spelling story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was great. Hello, so was that the, Shout was that out the adult David. film version? Um, we saw Lego Movie 2 yes. and Creed 2. That's right. Yes. Okay. Well, I had a very big Friday. Now that I've got all, I, as I continue to be unemployed, I had a very big Friday. I saw two movies in the same day, which is out, outrageous. Sometimes I would see two movies in a year. Now, granted, at least one of them had to be animated because most everything I see is CGI. A cartoon or has a superhero. But now you really enjoyed Lego Movie 2. Yeah, and I couldn't believe I saw two movies, so I figured where else to get a discussion going quickly where there will probably be dissenting opinions than on our little Shawshank text thread. Yes. Right. Well, Kip and I were immediately like, meh. Lego Movie 2 was so... And I let you guys know as I was listening to the Lego Movie Part 2, the second movie, or whatever they called it, Lego Movie Part 2, the second second one. one, The second one. Lego Movie 2, the second one. Shit break. I let... Come on. (laughs) I let you guys know how I said unpopular take alert. I think Lego Movie 2, the second one, is about as good as the first one. I was listening to the soundtrack. It's super clever. The music is super catchy. And on top of it all, I thought it resonated. Yeah, now see, that's the first one. And then they come back with everything's not awesome in the second one. And they make not only do they comment on the first movie, but they talk about <laughs> I love the sibling relations and everything. <laughs> I was shocked how much I liked it. We gotta start making I this think, a YouTube thing so you can see George and I look at each other right now. Nick had had talked to me the week before and said, "Hey, you want to go see Lego Movie 2? And I said, "I saw it." And you asked how it was. I go, "You're gonna like you're, you're just like not as you, good as the first one. You're yeah. gonna be disappointed." 
uh, it was so dark and so dank and so you know so not fun like the original one i found this completely completely you didn't like the sort of like post apocalyptic but where no. the post apocalyptic take it first and then going to outer space if it just went there because they didn't have anywhere else to go with it or they didn't know what else to do then i would have look i'll be honest the first 30 minutes through was like Oh, man, I'm glad my kid is hopefully liking this or having a good time because I am not enjoying this. George was right. This sucks. And then it gets better, and then it starts making sense, and they're building towards a realization, and it all, like, like, like a Lego, guys, all the pieces came together. <laughs> and I thought by about three-quarters of the way through the movie, like, this is fantastic. See, I felt, think it fell into Super a trap. Super clever. Well, I think it fell into a trap that every sequel kind of falls into. How do you take the perfect original... Right. Which was great. Follow Which was a damn some near... sort of formula. But if I say it's a great summer movie, to, you guys will call me a wiener to chewer. To poop out a similar project that people will be somewhat happy with. Think about it this. When when the Hollywood producers put these things together. And then I saw Creed 2 Friday night. They are praying for 50% of the box office they have from the original. Right. Well, they say 60% is a very successful sequel. It's exactly. not doing as well. It's no. really not tracking as well as the original. It Which got for terrible a, ki- a kid's scores. movie. Yeah. Uh, I felt like, yeah, I mean, we saw this. I, I felt like the uh, the theme was very barred from the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had, who, who was the uh, the female? My, my, 86 my on Rotten Tomatoes, 7 out of 10 IMDb, you had 90% Will Ferrell, like People, I think, were feeling like, oh, maybe this Will Ferrell will come up again. He was in somewhat of a weird flashback and then was only like a, a screaming voice it's from the off-screen distance. voice, yeah. yeah. I mean, what is that? So... No, uh, that's Batman. Not there wasn't enough Batman. There was the, a lot well, of Batman. Well, in the this Batman one. I parts there was were way also kind of like I mean, people didn't didn't show up to watch Batman get married to a, a brick a wall, brick. like a, a Trump that, that wall. That was for so God's weird. Sake. I thought it was, but it was a little surreal. I and I also thought it was a logical and if not kind of surrealistic continuation. And it was written by the same guys who did the and first one. It's not one. a terrible movie. It just wasn't. It was a disappointing sequel. It was disappointing. So, I can't believe so, you think that's a disappointing all sequel. All right, so how about this? We also watched Creed 2. Yes. Now, Creed, and, and Nick, you talked about this when we were talking mm-hmm. off air, about how the idea that there's a uh, reboot, but there's also a sequel. And what did yes. you call it? And when they're, when they're sort of one and the same, the portmanteau I made for it, is requel. It's a sequel that's also a reboot. You reboot the franchise and it's a sequel or continuation Correct. from where things were. Now, Creed is one of the great requels of all time. Might now, be the best. Now, I'll say this because they had already this. kind of rebooted it with Rocky Balboa. Right? They tried to. And, and, well, but Rocky again, Balboa works. Okay, so they rebooted it with Rocky Balboa, but they gave you the requel with Creed. Now, Creed was a great movie. Uh, there was... Outcry that there wasn't Oscar nominations for that film. Well, he got nominated for Best Supporting Stallone Actor. Stallone did. And, and then one of, No, no, no. But for, I mean, for like the Michael African Jordan. Michael B. Jordan was not nominated. Time, yeah, didn't get that was the, 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 the film did not, Kugler did not. Right. But you remember yeah, that was the have, quote unquote yes. whitest Oscar uh, of Oscar, all time. Yeah. Uh, Oscar's so white. Right. That movie, that movie is phenomenal. It is an outstanding Terrific. movie. And it takes even like the gonna fly now portion and it gives it a modern spin. The whole thing, the, the story is great. Now Creed Two, I really, really enjoyed it. Not a, not necessarily. It, there were there were scenes. The fact that you were even able, like the idea that they brought back Rocky Four, which is one of the greatest. I don't want to say one of the most. I don't want to say it's a bad films. movie, it's but it's one bad, of the great campy movies, I yeah, guess, sure. of, a, of a of a modern classic. Rocky is a modern American classic. And they took it and bastardized it to the point where he has Russians cheering for him. In fact, if you have a chance, go on YouTube. 
Go on your Google machine and watch the 30 for 30 mockumentary of Rocky IV, yeah. where they pretend that it actually really happened. <laughs> it's hilarious. He goes, oh, oh, 40 years of sports journalism, damnedest thing I ever saw. The Russians start <laughs> cheering for uh, the America. It was um, a borderline cartoon. Creed II oh, was it. It was a superhero so, so, so movie. The idea that they were able to take this farcical film from 1986 Six or seven. Treat it, 85, tried, I'm sorry. 85. They try to legitimize it. And legitimize and it make as it a le- gritty. They're actually showing flashback scenes from this horrible 80s movie right. that is so bastardized and turn it into something that was a sequel to a great requel, requel. right? Uh, with with depth was and with nuance and emotion, concept to do, but yet they pull it off. I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, also realized this is not great. My <laughs> wife did not see Creed. And I warned her going into it. I said, oh, I just saw Creed 2 is available on demand. I want to get it tonight. Uh, I, do I need to say, like, all right, I, you probably would appreciate this more, but at the same time, I've heard this one isn't as good. Oh, so you'll probably actually like this one that much more. She loved Creed Really? Two okay. Because she hadn't seen Creed, so she didn't have anything to compare to. But we see Creed, and we're like, oh, this is... She saw Rocky Four though. She knew who Drago was. I yeah, know. She was probably can, just... Can, can, I, can I tell you recently... Then. Uh, a, a sequel that did it right before we go into our and it's Cobra Kai good no that's that's a requel okay. that's Co- a, in Co- a Cobra, lot of ways Cobra Kai took the sequel concept and flipped it on its ear and it was it changed point of views it it humanized the original villain and the hero is it really time to read it prepared I'm going to <laughs> it took we've chances we've been winging it for the last hour and a half it in took the chances, middle of the second part <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. It used zero sequel cliches. I'm stop. Stop <laughs> breathing because you made fun of me. Thank you. Well, I, but, why uh, am I doing this podcast if not for a chance to bust your ball? Cobra Kai is a fantastic requel. Awesome. Yes, slash sequel. Yes, it's it, it Fuck is. Fuck you, it's, Roberto Benini. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect requel because on top of it all, it made you love the character you despised in your childhood so much, Johnny Lawrence. Now you sympathize with him. And you loathe Daniel a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. For a while. And then you're like, oh wait, you're Daniel LaRusso. You're the karate kid. I kinda love you. Right. Yeah. And also you got a hot wife. And I want your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, no. Great kid. I want and, your oh, kitchen. But that your patio dojo. with the with the oh, pool. I mean, are you kidding? kidding? Me? It was gorgeous. So yes, that's another great example. Now, Cobra Kai season two has a lot to live up to. Creed two had an impossible job. Right. How do we once again touch the emotional sun and incorporate so many elements? They shot they they shot the moon. They went for the Drago thing. It didn't quite work. One of the great like inside jokes or, or like the 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 rumors going around Hollywood was always that they're going to make another Rocky sequel, but this time Mr. T comes back and coaches Rocky up to fight in a film. It was like an ongoing joke. This movie has Dolph Lundgren return. <laughs> the Mensa man himself right. returns to coach his son against Rocky. And by the way, when he climbs the steps in Philadelphia, I got chills. There yeah. are moments in this movie. There mm-hmm. are definitely moments in this movie. The problem is, I think they should have left the championship out of it. That 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 really oh, yeah. that, that was, that was the title was such unnecessary. A, but it was such a 
it was such like a low point. Like, right. how do you win the the heavyweight boxing championship and it's not like the end of the movie? So they could have left that out of it. There's like five or six things they could have done differently. I kind of like the idea that Drago has to throw in the towel based on the. Yeah. But again, oh, you're taking yeah. scissors to throw a dopey thing from Rocky Spoiler IV alert. and. Oh, yeah. Uh, but making it, yeah. Sorry about that. Has there <laughs> ever been has there ever been an example of, of of someone taking a piece of schlock and remaking it as something great and different? I had a discussion with my friends. Wouldn't it be cool if if they did a remake to Animal House with the living cast members that are still around, but make it a drama, make it what happened to the their lives afterwards, and maybe their kids are, are joining idea. fraternities now? It would be interesting, wouldn't it? I had an idea. What if they made a a, a remake of Animal House, but this one was funny? Oh, that's one of my most contentious things with you of all time. You motherfucker. All right. Ninja Turtles. But let's go ahead and jump into what our topic is, disappointing sequels. So what we decided to do, and again, not necessarily- Not the worst sequels. sequels, But but disappointing disappointing. sequels. So what we did was we came up with five each. And so we're going to go around the horn one at a time and come up with disappointing sequels. And then David is going to hit us with what we missed on this one. All right. So let's go ahead and start with Georgie Kip. Georgie, what is your first- Disappointing sequel of all time. Batman and Robin. Motherfucker. I got to delete that one. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. No, it's, uh, it's, this podcast it's, is definitely this is gonna come up. Good. This, this is the worst sequel of all time. This is the absolute worst. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's a worst sequel. It's the worst it's sequel of all time. Schwarzenegger, chill out. Come on, chill out. I, hey, everybody I'm gonna, freeze. I'm going to put you on ice. <laughs> ice to see you. <laughs> awful. It, it was awful all around. Uh, Clooney was a decent Bruce Wayne. Uh, Chris O'Donnell. I will give you the cold shoulder. Oh, God. And Uma Thurman is Poison Ivy. It was the worst of the worst. Think of it this way. What if you could go to a Subway restaurant, okay? Now, you're already accepting adequacy at best for your lunch. And they had a Froyo place in the same building, and they had one of those, like, movie theater candy dispensers where you can go get your own, like, Sour Patch Kids and Raisinets, and you were just like, fuck it. I'm going to make a Subway sandwich <laughs> cho- topped with rainbow froyo with raisinets and licorice and chocolate-covered pretzels. Uh, it just... would taste. You'd look at it and be like, maybe it's going to work. It was awful. It was the worst of everything. Plus, you had Joel Schumacher directing it like the gay Fantasia, like Starlight Express, the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, all the colorful lights. Like you said, Poison Ivy was atrocious. And then they had, we had Bat Bud and Bat Nips. Yep. So Nick, it, it sets back <laughs> comic book movies a decade. It did, but because of that, we did get Batman Begins. Yes, without this though, that's exactly yeah. right. Like without the, a certain failure, sometimes you don't get the success. Did you like Forever though, the one with Val Kilmer? I did. I that was pretty good. I, so I like so Batman Forever. Batman Forever. The thing about that was they started to take a turn, but it was still somewhat fun. Jim Carrey is ridiculous as the Riddler was. Yeah, it was still early enough in this kind Edward of comic book enigma. Yeah, that that. It was somewhat forgivable. Tommy Lee Jones is a terrible Two Face. Tommy Lee Jones did half the Joker. You know, yeah. it was he was half the Joker, yeah. right? So, and then you see Aaron Eckhart do Two Face for real. Two, yeah, two like uh, thirteen years later, like wow, that's that's that's, that's Two Face. That's the way to do it. All right, let's move on, Nick. What's your first horrible sequel? Oh, the most disappointing movie. And I, I'm going to point out a bunch of the ones I'm going to mention are all movies that came out several years later. And I think that's like always a warning sign. I don't know if you can ever think of. A sequel that came out 10 to 30 years later and was good or kept up with the original. And to me, example number one, Numero Uno is the unfunniest movie ever made, Caddyshack 2. Damn it! Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! 
goes around, comes around. Welcome back to Caddyshack. Hey, Ty, you're looking well. Hey, nice to see you, Vinny. Uh, Ted, whatever. Bushwood Country Club. So, you want to join old Bushwood, huh? Where snobbery is a way of life. We just don't feel your Bushwood material. I want to buy Bushwood Country Club. Well, let me ask you this. Do I own it? But now its members are going to get what they deserve. What do you think? Isn't it great? Huh? It's great, huh? isn't it? Huh? Good God. The Shack is back. Our members will never stand for this. It's a story of high culture. Woo! I was looking for a... Polygrip? No, no. That loose stuff you put your combs in? No. And subculture. I got you now, you little furry freak. Sophisticated ladies. Ooh, you did that on purpose. Well, I won't be a caddy all my life. I'm going to car wash school in the fall. And perfect gentlemen. Have you ever seen a crisp $50 bill? I tell you what, if I pull the arrow out, will you please suck out the poison for me? Caddyshack 2. Is there any money in it for me? Wow. Did you guys read my list? No, it's just That's logical. Just smart. Right. Caddyshack 2 is... Caddyshack Jackie, 2. Is that Jackie Mason, right? Yeah, yes. Damn it. Oh, my God. Aykroyd is... Randy Quaid, Aykroyd. Oh, he's the guy that has the uh, the former guy who gets shot in the butt. Like uh, Chevy Chase probably paid $5 million, Like, Chevy Chase paid in old Thai... Uh, Web. Thai Web checks that were laying around. They finally gave them to him and said, all right, here's $5 million. Come do five minutes. Keep it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's another uh, one. Keep it. It's it's just, it was the unfunniest movie, movie ever made. Yeah. Unfunniest movie. There's nothing funny about this movie. Not a single laugh. I, first time I ever remember, and I saw it when I was four, 15 and fat. And it was a lot of effort for fat 15-year-old me to get out of the theater. I wanted to leave. But even like the fact that it was a Warner Brothers film, at one point they are involving Looney Tunes characters as like these stand-ups in the back of the driving range. Like uh, it was so painfully horrible, and you felt terrible for Chevy Chase for being involved, sure. for Dan Aykroyd well, being involved. Yeah. Um, I saw it in the theater as a kid, and just remember th- being like, "This is the greatest movie." And then I went, "Excuse I me." Grew up, no, no, it's just like, horrible. Oh my God, the entire thing is horrible. Horrible. Yep. All right, you got to do right. some uh, on, rejiggering Buck. on your yeah. list. Come All on, right. Buck. So I'm really annoyed you guys already picked two of mine. I, this is going to be kind of an interesting pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Police Academy 5. Oh, that's on my <laughs> list. Police Academy 5 is? Yes. Ass- assignment oh, Miami Beach. Yes. 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 So here's my, I liked it. Here's my reasoning for this. How? Y- I can't believe this has happened. George. <laughs> I was assembling a list and I had that down as a joke. No, no really? because of the first, because the first four were really Oscar worthy, and then all of a sudden it just. Simon like, Miami yeah. Beach. There's no Mahoney in this. Thank bottom. you. All right, How yeah. could you like it with no Mahoney? Okay, so McCoy. were you cool with your mom having sex with a different dad? Here's the thing, Police Academy, the series, the first one's a classic. Okay, it's a classic from the, the from the, car, uh, the, the the cloth of <laughs> Animal House <laughs> from, from Stripes. Is that you trying to do Michael Winslow? <laughs> <laughs> so here's what. Mark, don't talk right. for a minute. <laughs> I have to take my machine gun. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for listening to the show, Shake, everybody. You were gonna- some people are going to be like, was he talking Swahili? <laughs> I mean, it's painful. Oh, my God. It's like, it's like pepper spray. 
think I've ever heard a worse impersonation in my life. Kip is laughing so hard he's purple right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Sorry, Bob, Go ahead Talk about the side Just for beat. kicks and giggles What effect were you going after When he was doing What Which Because he does a lot of different Which stuff. Michael Winslow said Right <laughs> Mike Winslow Like Michael the guitar Winslow, dialing, he, he Dying the guitar, on the toilet Or he did the Is <laughs> <laughs> he rewinding a VHS cassette there Is that what that was Okay Sorry <laughs> Why did you hate? <laughs> I don't think. All right, moving on. Why did you? Why hate did you hate Police Academy Five? Uh, it wasn't funny. Here's my thing about Police Academy Five. Oh my god! What the hell? Was that? <laughs> Carrie, I apologize uh, right now for the. I don't uh, think she'll hear this version. Yeah, I don't think she will either. Uh, she oh, are you kidding me? You have to release only that portion first. If we're going to crack a million downloads on iTunes, it's because of George's Michael Winslow. All right. All right. So <laughs> you got to remember for simple, for, 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 uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so for oh, Police Academy films, okay, the mm-hmm. first one's a classic. All right. Yep. It follows the same. Uh, Second one wasn't great. The fame. No, no. It follows the same mold of like you know the dopey. You know there was a Belushi interview with I think like t- t- Today Show in. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a shirt that says. This is like the blooper reel from it's Cannonball really, Run. It's really hard. It's a shirt that says "Bun in the Oven." <laughs> There's a. Oh my god. All right. So there is a a famous Belushi interview, John Belushi, where he's on the Today Show. He's being interviewed by, I think it's Jane Polly, and he she talks to him about Animal House and success <laughs> and what he's up to now. And he goes, I've been handed scripts um, left and right where it's Animal House goes to space, mm-hmm. Animal House is the police department, Animal House this thing. This was Animal House, the p- police department. Bingo. Was, so that was, was the cop academy. back then. Okay. Yes. So uh, Police Academy comes out. Uh, yeah, great. Uh, Steve Gutenberg, Michael Winslow. Middle of the eighties. Def- definition of raunchy. Are like perfect. What, what do I was say? R rated comedy. I, we miss raunch in our yes. comedies. Yes. Bubba, like, Bubba Smith. Bubba yeah. Smith in Tackleberry. Tower. <laughs> Tackleberry's great. Uh, Eric Lassard. David the, the Graff. Captain Proctor. Prior Colleen to, Camp. Prior to Bruce. Uh, was it Brewster's? What, what's the name of the girl show it, that Proctor. Was it? What's his oh, name? B G Lewis. Dad. Who was in it? Who? <laughs> This is D.B. Lewis, B.J. Well, who played D.B. Cooper? G.W. Bailey. G.W. Yes. Bailey, thank you. But what's the show from the 80s with the girl? Punky Brewster. The dad oh, from that yes. was Eric oh, Lassard, the captain, yes. So, uh, Commandant Lassard. Right. So the, the first movie, and uh, the he gets bad, a Hummer underneath, doesn't he get a, like, The gang good, leader yeah. is Bobcat Goldthwait. By Police Academy 2, he's now part of the police force. By Police Academy 3, like, they're doing a whole other thing. By Police Academy 4... Steve Gutenberg still a part of it. They're involving Barely. skateboarding. Citizens I'm a kid. On Citizens on yeah. patrol. Yeah, uh, David Spade's in it. Right, David Spade's in Police Academy Four. Like so it's, Tony it's about Hawk. Tony Hawk. It's a skateboarding movie. It I ends was like, in hot oh. air balloons. Police Academy Five yeah. comes out. Steve Gutenberg was pulled. No sweet Chuck either. It's assignment Miami oh Beach God, or whatever. Sweet Chuck. Horrible. Oh, sweet it's Chuck. me, Mr. Sweet Chuck. Horrible, horrible film. Just. I, what? They bereft of laughter, not a single actual laugh out loud, and they replace Mahoney with Matt McCoy. Yes. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, and remember when no he was in that movie with the guys? <laughs> yeah, Police Academy Five. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about it. <laughs> uh, George, what was your second? 
Uh, second, Buck, you could speak to this. Superman Returns. Oh, God. Uh, wow. That that, was, I had a Superman movie on my list, and it's was not- Was that more of a reboot, though, Kim? No, no, it was a sequel. Sort of. It was a sequel. You're they right, used... because they included stuff from the- Jarrell. They... Yeah. That's right. Uh, I'm confused. <laughs> Superman Returns. Is this a rom-com, or is it an action movie? It was awful. Every second of it was awful. And it had buzz around it. It had buzz surrounding it. Brandon it, Routh is so handsome. Kevin Spacey's going to be amazing. Spacey was a great Luthor. Garbage. Was a garbage Luthor. And <laughs> no, the movie was garbage. Yeah, sorry. but Spacey was pretty good. But, you know. I would but, say- but, but the Superboy at the end? Come yeah. on. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, actually, yeah, the, the idea that, you know, Beanie. we're going we're gonna to reboot Superman. We're making him an illegitimate father. Right. Oh, brutal. Nick, brutal. I you. thought that I, I remember everyone said like, "Oh, this is garbage" because this is like emo Superman. Remember, yeah. he's like, uh, "There's just so I hear people complaining. There's so many feelings, and I have to just go in the sky." And there were no great action sequences. No, one like he catches a seven thirty seven crashing into a ballpark. It was okay. Brian Singer. I feel like Brian Singer made that second X Men movie, and we were like, "Holy shit, this guy yeah. can make movies!" And then he. Sucked. Well, so here's, sucked here's one of the biggest issues. This is For a a supposed, supposedly some sort of a sequel to the Richard Donner Superman yes. movies. One yes. and two. And they treated it like right. canon. It was yes. so right. faithful. Oh, to God. So no originality. Here's the problem. Superman and Lois Lane look like they're about 20 years old each. Right. They're supposed to have this 10-year tw- pre-story, but yet they look like they just got out of high school. And they're Superman and Lois Lane. It doesn't make any sense. The Sorry, whole thing Matt, is a disaster. Brian Singer also made X-Men Days of Future Past, that middle second, like the new it X-Men. Peter Tinklage. Yeah, which was an excellent movie. Yes, Sorry. Okay, that was, that was very good. He does good second X-Men movies, and that's about it. You know, God, that movie was so bad. It was so bad, Christopher Reeve got up and walked out of the theater. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> George! Where did you get that? Was on. Your head. I'm a Fire! Is that off the top of your head? I miss Maddie. I miss Maddie so much. Oh my god. Okay. That's a shirt, by the way. Ah! Fuck Maddie! <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what well, you next I one? actually had a. Nick, all right, so I checked a couple of like quick lists on the internet that said, you know, awful sequels of all time. Most of them said Superman 4. I'm not even going to include Superman 3 on my list, but I thought that was the shittiest of all of them. Man of Steel at least has a couple of redeeming moments and a good soundtrack, but I still think that is a steaming pile of kryptonite garbage. Um, my next one, I'm torn. You know what? I'm just going to say, wow, I got a lot of threes on here. I really do. I'm going to say a bunch of threes because I've got so many of them. Ready? What do you got? Here we go. Hangover Part 3. Nope. Terminator 3. Awful. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Yep. Superman 3. Oh, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop 3. Okay. Alien 3. Yeah. And you ready for the worst of all? Godfather Part 3. (gasps) That's a good one. Godfather Part 3. I'm just going to go with the threes. I'm going to go with the threes. There was a summer where Spider-Man 3 came out. I think a third Pirates of the Caribbean came out. They called it the summer of the threequel. Mm -hmm. And they were all terrible. Terrible. Yeah. First Pirates of the Caribbean movie is incredible. Every sequel has sucked incredible amounts of sea pickle ever since. Can you ask, can you tell me this then? What's the best threequel of all time? What's the third best third movie? Toy Story 3. Yeah. Okay. Toy Story 3. Return of the Jedi. 
Oh, it's a seat at the table. Oh, yes, right. it does. Yes, but it not does. Not in comparison to the other two, though. That's really kind of uh, until it's the damn good came out, like, Nick, can I ask you about Godfather Part Three? Sure. Was it? I love. I love you, cousin. Oh, great. Hey, good to see you, Sofia Coppola. That, I can't wait to make yeah, it. Yeah, was it Sofia Coppola, Andy Garcia, or the fact that Father Guido Sarducci basically replaced uh, the Tom Hagen character? Yeah, it's. It just didn't have the feel that no, to me. The didn't from feel. start to finish didn't have the feel. Mm-mm. And and uh, Pacino, it, it's weird. He it's, crossed over as Michael, right? And it's almost like, well, when he when he got into his scent of a woman, you know, uh, he 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 had that that metamorphosis mm-hmm. somehow. And it was almost like you watch this movie saying it's too bad they couldn't get the actor from the first two Godfather movies. You know? Right, or they couldn't get Donnie Brasco, well, Al Pacino. They had they got right. well. He crossed over when he did uh, Big Boy Caprice. Which is a role I think he was actually nominated for Oscar for, and Dick Tracy, great yep. performance, but he got too big for his own good, and, and his we got voice just got strangely deep. I mean, and we yelling. all love that famous line. Every time I try and get out, they pull me back in. Right, right. Good. No, it's a good line. No, there, good line. And that movie has moments. In fact, if it wasn't a Godfather it, movie, you'd probably be remembered as being a much better film. And if Sophia Coppola weren't Joe in it, Joe Montana yeah. uh, has. Right. Zaza. Yeah. Joey right. Zaza. Joey Zaza. But, but yeah. all you think about is his character in The Simpsons, is the mafia guy in The Simpsons, right? Uh, but on it's top funny of that, because it's true. But so uh, you have the the scene that kind of sums up the entire movie is Pacino when when they're in the glass room and they're all every all the mob bosses are together and the helicopter helicopter comes over and starts shooting bullets into the glass. He just goes, "Let's get out of here!" Like you know, like because she's got a great ass. Really, it's horrible. That's that's Spider Man Three Summer Shrek the Third. Pirates 3, mm. and Rush Hour 3. All right, I'm going to go Woof. from, from yeah. 1997. This is my second pick. Alien Resurrection. Wow. Now, here's the deal. So Alien is one of the great, not only sci-fi, but horror movies of all time. Certainly the best crossover. And it's Alien sequel. sci-fi. Yeah. Um, aliens. James Cameron absolutely destroys it. It takes the Ridley Scott film and makes it even better, which didn't seem possible. Alien 3 was horrible, but watchable. Horrible, but watchable. Uh, Rock. Is, no, okay. No weapons allowed on the space planet. Shaved head. Ripley eats it. Now we need new Ripley clones in the next one. Ah, uh, so terrible soundtrack. And what is its also its claim to fame? It is the feature directorial debut of David Fincher. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. But so the idea, though, that they at least bring it back into like a they ground it a little bit. Okay, mm-hmm. into like the the universe that they're in, the depressing, horrible future that we're all going to have to face when aliens are involved. Alien Resurrection brings back Ridley in a cloning experiment, Mm -hmm. but not only that, she ends up having sex with the alien in a weird cross-gender situation. She impregnates the alien somehow. Mm -hmm. The alien then ends up having having the the alien-human hybrid. That she ends up killing. How'd you because, make it gross? Because everybody wants to kill their own child. Like the whole movie was a disaster. Ugh. It was, and it was directed by Jean Pierre Junet, the guy who did Bush Delicatessen. You. You're welcome. Uh, who did Delicatessen and chill, uh, a couple other French films that are like highly stylized, croissant. beautiful, and visual. Croissant. I, do you serve a purpose? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, there was high hope for it, but. But so, but also, how about the fact? I think that's that, what uh, your parents said. <laughs> how about the fact that Winona Ryder? This mm-hmm. was supposed to be a reboot vehicle for her that was worse than the uh, the Sears video camera of her stealing those purses. Oh god! Oh wow! Um, 
Uh, luckily, Stranger Things came along. Kip, what's your third movie? How about uh, Karate Kid number two? Karate Kid two. The hell? You're an idiot. What? No, yeah. you know what? They uh, forgot uh, the fucking karate in Karate Kid two. No karate happens until that last scene. You like teacher? You coward. <laughs> no, no, don't do the accent. Just, oh yeah. 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 Didn't we already do this once? Yeah, I know. I, I got. That was the first one that we get cut off here. No, but Karate Kid 2 is such a bad movie. It's a boring movie. You know, you're a kid. You watch... Sato Miyagi. Is that same Miyagi Kawan. Time? Same. But Karate Kid 2 is uh, not a good movie. It's a boring ass, stupid piece of shit. You would put that in the most disappointing sequels of all time? Yes, after Karate Kid 1, and then you're a kid, you're you're nine years old, you see Karate Kid 1, two years later, you see Karate Kid 2, and it's so bad and boring. It's awful. Sorry, I was disappointed. I will say, I mean... Um, I don't... Well, too bad. There's no karate in it, I remember the honking the nose thing thing being really... I think I hear the nose boy. I think I hear the news boy. Um, I remember the honking the nose scene being a big contention in school. But uh, the idea that they basically crap on the first movie within the first two minutes when Daniel shows up in his like Allie broke up tux. with me. Fuck. Yeah, broke up with me. Like went out with some guy that she's been used to date or whatever. And you're just like, okay, that's how we're gonna explain away basically the first movie. Yeah, like it, first movie was rendered useless after that. Hi everybody, I'm Chami Perel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast. The hilarious show known as Shawshanked. And the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. Nick, what's your next next film? Your next one on there. The three's counted for quite a bit, but I will go next with... I'm gonna. All right, it's a prequel, but I think we agreed beforehand okay. that it can count. Phantom Menace. Yep. Okay. It's a prequel, but it comes out later. I know. Beca- pre- I mean, let's just say because like the disappointing sequel. This is a movie that came out, continued a storyline. Fourteen years later. Sixteen. Okay. Because it's Star Wars, Nick. I know you and I, and, and probably Buck, we held a candle for it. I left the theater. Oh. I left the theater going. I think I was supposed to like that. And they leave it on the mall, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon. The funniest thing for me was when they, at some point before they decided to make three new ones, before, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the most recent three new ones, um, Remember the boat, the the save, like the pants saber we all got when they announced like they're making oh, three prequel. Oh my god! Oh god! The, the original and the posters and everything else. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, here we go. And uh, a good cast, good cast. Right? They they decided. Yeah, great cast. This is after you know the years after all three great. prequels I mean, came out. Yeah. They decided they're going to release all six movies in order in 3D. So I took my kids to see the Phantom Menace in 3D, and I'm watching it. The movie starts, and I'm watching it. And I'm going. Why did I hate this movie so much? Are you an angel? And all of a sudden, Jar Jar Binks showed up, and I went, uh, Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I've been watching uh, the Clone Wars animated series yeah. from Cartoon Network on Netflix for like the last six months with my six-year-old. 
And it's fantastic. And it makes you like what could have been if it were handled like this show were. And that, yeah, there's a lot of exposition and there are convoluted storylines, but the way they bring the, like, you get the galactic scope of things. And this was so ham fisted and it was so CGI heavy. Uh, and some of the acting choices from Hayden Christensen to sadly Jake Lloyd and beyond just ruined it. Like Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson are great. Yes, they jo- are. The, the, the music, Duel of the Fates, the, the, is, is, is epic. They released a music Williams, video for it. One of yeah. John Williams' greatest compositions. Darth Maul, what an incredible villain. And yet at the same time, they found a way to make it unwatchable. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Buck. I'm going to go with my next film. From 1982, it's Trail of the Pink Panther. I can't speak. Wow. So if you're a Peter Sellers fan, which I'm a huge Peter Sellers fan, okay. uh, you had Pink Panther come out in 1968, uh, 67-68. Uh, then they had a follow-up with uh, Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau in A Shot in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Like five, six years later, they come out with Return of the Pink Panther, then The Revenge of the Pink Panther, then The Pink Panther Strikes Again. This one, the trail of the Pink Panther, Peter Sellers has died. Right. But Blake Edwards is so money hungry, he decides to make a sequel based on the, the stuff they cut out of the other films. So it's oh, all Oh, that's his, that, what an insult. Oh, it's horrible. So the idea here is that you watch all these deleted scenes, basically uh, the, ed, the, the scenes they didn't use in the film, and they try and tie it in with some bizarre plot in which some other det- American detective is looking for him. It ends with um, the uh, the guy who played James Bond is not named Connery. George Lazenby? No, uh, Pierce Timothy Roger Dalton. Moore. Pierce Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. Roger Moore plays uh, basically supposed to be Clouseau who had a facelift or something. Idris Elba? Just a horrible. And it's confusing. <laughs> when you think about the greatness of Peter Sellers in that film series, and then you take this horrible, basically, it was more or less basically outtakes, and they tried to... Turned it into Stitch a movie. it together into a narrative, and it just horrible, uh, horrible, horrible. Shame on them. Now, some people think that Steve Martin remake is one of the worst movies, one of the worst comedies of the twenty first. I, I find it completely humorless, just yeah. a laughless film. And, and they made a sequel of that. Yeah, and, they made a sequel. Of that. And somehow it made me money with him and Beyonce. God knows, God only knows. But there was that nineteen ninety three one that introduced us to Roberto Benigni, oh. son of the Pink Panther. Yeah, son Fuck of you, a... Roberto Benigni. Exactly. Oh, woof. Uh, Kip, what's your next one? Okay, uh, so my next one is uh, these sequels we were disappointed in. Uh, The Last Jedi. Sorry. That's not my Luke Skywalker. The Casino Planet was stupid, and Benicio Del Toro's character was... Pointless. Just so lame. Uh, I can can get behind some of the stuff in there, but a a lot of it I I choose to... uh, not Are you like, just basically disavowing it and hoping that J.J. No. Abrams like no, re- it's rewrites canon. it? It's canon now, and and I get it, but you you got to give me... Hashtag you can't not give my me, Luke Skywalker. You can't give me brooding Luke Skywalker when he was the precocious boy on Tatooine, and now all of a sudden he's a damaged... Yeah, but his best... Humble... Bu- uh, I was going into Tashi Station to pick up some power converter. Yeah, but his best... But, like, he fucked up the training of his best friend's kid, his sister... Like, his nephew. And I get that, but... But What's he gonna some, do? Go to In and Out Burger? Go buy he, everyone a blue he, milk? He trains Ray, and I get that. The Jedi Temple scenes, I didn't get the Jedi uh, the Jedi books. Yeah. So one of my one of my favorite all time pop culture things, as far as Mark Hamill in that series, he signed a trading card where uh, somebody has a trading card where he's looking at his Aunt Beru and Uncle Ben burned. <laughs> 
right, at the thing. And he had written in there, and it's, it's Luke's the dour face from the film. He wrote in there, well, now I can go to Ga- Tashi's garage whenever I want. <laughs> I just think of power conversion. <laughs> like, exclamation point, Mark Hamill. So, you know, not a bad movie, just wasn't. Kip, I'm with you, by the way. I was yeah. horribly disappointed. My, uh, I watched wow. with my with my brother as a you know, younger brother as a throwback to our days of going to the Star Wars uh, movies when we were young. And we, after the after the kind of rollicking party that was uh, Force Awakens, which I, yeah. I just I just loved. I did too. Um, we looked at each other after the movie and we were like, I guess I liked it. I mean, it was part confusing. It was part took itself too seriously. Yeah. It was, yeah. And I brought my son to it, and it was. Uh, you know, on opening night, and it was just kind of. But that scene where like Kylo Ren cuts. Wh- why isn't that like him that, in half, and then they fight sick. the Praetorian guards? But also, Holy you're waiting shit. for the Luke Skywalker w- kicking ass scene that comes at the end. Then you realize it wasn't him. It, it was spoiler. Uh, I wanted that throughout the movie. I want right. to see how powerful. Luke and then Ray had a dick. <laughs> so powerful that he didn't have to be there. Right. See, but that's the thing. Right. What, what do you mean these French fries are baked? Nick, what's your next movie on this list? <laughs> Number four oh. for you. Speaking of disappointing sci-fi sequels, Matrix Reloaded. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, on its own, if you see it and it weren't connected to another movie, Twarn? you'd find it incredibly confusing. When you look at it years later, it's still confusing and disappointing. And I remember at the time watching it 15 minutes in thinking, I remember this feeling. It's called Phantom Menace Syndrome. <laughs> and it's just an imp- it's impossible. The Matrix is one of my 10 favorite movies. I, I could watch that movie yeah. almost any day. It, I think it is just unbelievable. And it's so creative. And it's so genre-bending and so mind-blowing. And everyone is cast perfectly and it's made to a T. And then in this movie, I remember reading... I remember I was home visiting my parents in Boston. I was at the bus station. And I got in Friday morning and I picked up something like Metro or whatever, one of the free papers... And I was reading the front, and it's, it's just going on like, ah, uh, this movie's not that good. And then someone said, uh, in, in other performances, uh, <clears throat> Lawrence Fishburne returns as Morpheus, who looks like he found the Krispy Kreme <laughs> <laughs> down in Zion. <laughs> he was super chubby, fat on his paychecks. How about the fact that like 20 minutes in, we finally get to see Zion, which they talked about so much in the first movie. And in this underworld, it's a giant United Colors of Benetton ad. It's a giant, and they have a giant rave. Who's going? Who's having a dance party in the underworld when there's robots making human batteries and eliminating us on the surface of the planet? It was so dumb. And then there were 100 knee, uh, fighting 100 Agent Smiths. Ugh. Oh, it was fantastic. All right, Stupid. so my, my next pick from 1997, Speed 2. Oh, Woof. good one, sure. Woof. So Speed is one of my favorite movies. First of all, it's a Keanu movie. And drugs. It's okay. Keanu, two in a row, yeah. Yeah, and Sandra Bullock, a very young, what, what do you call this, a bob? Her haircut? Yeah, oh, God. Oh. She, she was, when we all first discovered her, totes adorbs in speed. Oh, what a revelation. So Desirable. And the uh, the premise is good, Dennis. Hopper's in it. It's fantastic. For some god-awful reason, they decide to make Speed 2 where she's on a boat, and they call this one Speed 2 Cruise Control. Yeah, they did. And Jason Patrick plays, replaces he, Keanu but he, Reeves. But, but he's not Keanu Reeves' character. No, no he's not. He's a, he's a different guy. And but she's he looks going, enough like him. I can't believe this is happening to me again. Not again. This time on a boat. <laughs> oh. It's just horrible. <laughs> Willem Dafoe's in it. can't even save this piece of shit. 
Uh, it, I was working in a movie theater at the time, and the movie, and I, this has been going on for like two weeks at this point, the movie reel, like the thing uh, stopped, and the film caught fire. They had to stop the thing, <laughs> and, and people had to leave the theater after were they the like, movie. Yay! And so as we were leaving, I said, you just saved half an hour of your life. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so, And I ended up actually oh. saving the reel in which it was burned. Um, That's incredible. Horrible, horrible film. Kip, you're up next. My final one. Here we go. Uh, Anchorman 2. Yes! Thank you! What is Anchorman 2? What? How dare you? What? Yes! Anchorman you. 2. What? You're never I allowed was, back. I was, disa- out. I was disappointed in Anchorman 2. Again, it's an impossible task. And one. It, it, no, I wasn't disappointed. Ah, yes! One. Anchorman 2, just because it was... The B-sides mm-hmm. were funnier than the movie. If you watch the movie again, they do two uh, two versions of it. The B-sides was funnier. You mean it, they do the same thing they did in the first movie with the Wake Up Ron Burgundy? Yes, you're talking but, about? but the, they like added alternate scenes. plot. The oh, okay. alternate broadcast was yeah. better. It was Steve Carell doing an impersonation of Steve Carell doing uh, Brick, yep. which wasn't funny. Uh, it it, it camp- wasn't funny in the first one either. But yes, when, when the, when, yes, hold on, was. when the camper goes over in slow motion and the scorpion bites Ron Burgundy, I almost brilliant myself. Laughing. Happens to be a bowling ball right. and oh fish bowls. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's going to grow yeah. on me. I hope it's going to grow on me in time. He's but I left the theater very. Bo- I I left the theater very bored and and, and uh, disappointed. We, I would like you, you to rewatch that one. Yeah, you I think again. it's it's got enough to merit. But the, the, I love the Linda, late night Linda, half like, in the bag. Linda re-watching. Jackson is your new boss, and then a white guy walks in next to Linda Jackson, who's a black woman. He goes, "Linda Jackson, how are you?" And shakes the white guy's <laughs> hand. It's there are very funny parts, but how I about was Kristen Wiig. Kristen not Wig? funny. I didn't oh. find her funny at all in that movie. How about James uh, Marston, who went on to West, uh, Westworld as Jack? Great. Now Jack. I didn't. Jack they needed, lame. I didn't Jack think they LeMay. needed the giant. Uh, I didn't think they needed the giant. The gi- I love Vince Vaughn at the end, uh, but it you know it, Kristen Wiig. I didn't get. I didn't understand it. I didn't. I mean, I mm-hmm. understand what they were trying to do, but Steve Carell was parodying himself, and I. Uh, How dare you? Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. She is a saint, but I was disappointed in that one. All right, okay, uh, uh, Nick, your last. Okay, uh, my last one. Now this is a deep pull, and uh, no one in this room probably has seen this movie. Maybe you have, because I think you might appreciate the original, David, possibly. Um, but, and not George. Zero chance. <laughs> zero chance. Uh, it is the sequel again, made almost ten years later, to an iconic '80s comedy. Arthur Two on the Rocks. Yes. Truly one of the unfunniest movies ever made. And it is sad and it is this just sappy Pete. Like when he goes it's broke. Also, but it's also like the plot is preposterous. And they want to have a bit that ends with them being broke and being happy and having a baby. Good. You're you be happy I spoiled Here's it for the you. Here's the plot though. Arthur in the first movie is, is supposed rocks. to marry this woman. They, they they don't get married. If he was on crack and he was like Arthur too the on woman, the rocks, the woman like he's supposed to marry, her father is is very <laughs> upset about this, and in the second movie forces him to set up his current marriage just to remarry the girl again. Right, it makes no sense, none whatsoever. So the it, as described, 1988 comedy film and the sequel to 19. It was only seven years. Uh, Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli reprise their roles. John Gilgood, who won an Academy Award for the role, reappears briefly a in a drunken hallucination of Arthur. Yeah, as a ghost. 
Kathy Bates, Jill, uh, blah, 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 blah. It just was not, it just. Painful. Oh, it was, Pain. I, my, I remember my grandmother taking oh. me to see it. Like, oh, there's a sequel to Arthur. Dad took me to see that one. We loved it so Arthur much. Arthur is such a great I movie. had no business seeing Arthur as a seven-year-old, but my dad took me to see it. And I liked it so much, he took me to Strawberries immediately afterwards. And I got the album, the vinyl, and I still have Cross. it. That's right, of the great Christopher Cross, the Arthur soundtrack. It was great. Arthur's an awesome movie. Arthur 2 on the Rocks is a, a sh- cinematic shame. So you know what my one of my favorite accomplishments as a person? My Remember our friend Sug? Yes. yes. Had a hip replaced. Okay. Wow. Go in, see him in the hospital, and I brought him a basketball from the movie Arthur. That's that's right. He just starts bawling laughing. And I'm that's like, thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad he appreciated that. Um, Was this recently? No, this is a couple years ago. Sug, like, as in Kim? Kim yeah. Sug, yeah. Everybody knows that guy. Yeah, he knows amazing. Amazing. He grew up Shout out to me. Uh, so let's go to my final film okay. as we wrap this one up. From <laughs> the year 1999, which doesn't make any sense, it's Blues Brothers 2000. Yes. Oh, yeah. So Blues Brothers is one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. We covered it in the John Candy special. Um, I think it's one of the greatest musicals of all time. Uh-huh. The sequel is such crap. And it's the greatest soundtrack of all time. And what's so funny is I remember seeing it in a theater. I think I saw it on opening night because I, I love Ackroyd. I love the whole thing. Still have never seen a frame of it. I get into the theater, and there's a kid who would have been my age uh, when I really became a fan of it in the 80s. He's dressed in full Jake outfit, sitting in like the right. third row. One of maybe 15 people <laughs> were in the theater because nobody right. was lining up to see this but me. Uh, the first three minutes, I'm like almost in tears because the idea of the film is uh, Elwood gets out of prison yep, and he's waiting for Jake to pick him up in the front. And everyone who knows Belushi is dead is sitting there heartbroken that he's not going to be picked up. And he's sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and Frank Oz, who's the warden, comes out and basically informs him that his brother has died. And then here comes, you know, a a ride. Somebody picks him up and the story begins. The rest of the movie from that point is the biggest piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. It's not funny. The music Horrible. is terrible, right? Music's terrible. Uh, you know, there, there's little cameos from people from the band. It's just painful. And it also ushered in like a series of of performances. Like they kept it alive with uh, John, John, either Belushi, John Goodman yeah. or John Goodman or Jim Belushi. Yeah, or Jim Belushi in right, the right, character. In fact, when the, I was I was around for the opening of the House of Blues in Boston, and it was actually a fun party. I mean, Aykroyd was there, and they had some legit great blues musicians. But they also had, uh, I can't even remember if it was John Goodman or Jim Belushi. I think it was Jim Belushi. Right. And just coming out and doing their little fat guy dance, and there was no there there, you know? Right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, disappointing. No, and actually it was from 98. So it's from 1998, but they're calling the Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, it was terrible. Just uh, And they have a little kid. The whole thing's terrible. So anyway. Have you ever heard anyone goal, defend it or even say, like, I thought it was pretty good? Not, to, not a single person. Even the soundtrack. Didn't they perform at the Super Bowl? They did. So after that, that I think it was, yeah, it was, a I think total it was the Ravens plugola for the movie. The Ravens yeah. yeah. Super Bowl in '99. Yeah. So it was the year after. So obviously they got signed up anyway. Just a total uh, garbage fire on that one. All what right, a so disgrace. Let's go ahead and wrap this one up with what we've been Shawshanked by this week. You said you were going to let me chime in on what you guys oh. left out. Oh David, yeah, David, you're absolutely so right, mean, David. But. What do you got? Uh, not much. You guys, you guys. I had a list, and you guys crossed off most of them. We also would have accepted Greece too. Uh, oh, no, I disagree. Grease 2 is the bomb. Yeah. Okay. Pfeiffer, come yeah, on. Let's move on. Staying Alive uh, with the... Uh, oh, no, I tried to... Stallone to that movie is, Cross? But that, mo- that movie is actually so bad. That's one of the times where somebody says, I want to put the candy on top of my pizza, 
and I'm going to cover it in Froyo <laughs> and, and eat it on a Subway sandwich at the Olive Garden, and it was good. Because it's so bad. Staying Alive is awful, but it's right. amazing. I was also disappointed by Ghostbusters 2. Um, because but, yeah, the first one was so great, and the second one was like, "Hey, I am Vigo." Yeah, Vigo was horrible. And like, we've got this slime. What can we do different? Let's put it in a river. Now the river slime they fall into it didn't, didn't, and make didn't the work. Statue right. of Liberty and watching walk. Yeah. Statue of Liberty no good for you. And Rick Mar- Rick Moranis should have stayed in his lane. The whole I'm day. a real Sorry, Ghostbuster. It was Tully. Yeah, it was okay. It it barely. It wasn't bad enough to be disappointing, but it wasn't very good. Oh, I Shawshanked. <laughs> Here we go. Kip, what were you stressing by this week? Uh, I saw a great movie uh, the other day. Cool. Fighting with my family. It's uh, the wow, WWE, the WWE movie. Okay. Uh, page uh, biopic. Uh, very funny. Brought to you by the guy who created The Office. Uh, the British Michael Office. Michael Sure? Oh, no, by the British Office. Okay. My man, uh, I forget his name. It wasn't Gervais. It was the other guy. Oh, Stephen, Stephen Merchant. Merchant. Stephen Merchant, yeah. who's who's in the movie, very funny. Go check it out. It's a uh, it, it, it's a fun look into the wrestling world. A great performance by Vince Vaughn as a WWE trainer. Really? So this is a narrative film. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Kip, I talked about this on my other podcast, and the, the the movie has been like largely not talked about. I saw it. It was great. There was nothing wrong with it. It's like ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, Lena Headley, who plays Queen Cersei in Game, uh, Game of Thrones, she's the mom. She's yeah. In a, she's in a great. I, yeah. And I love yeah. her back from three hundred too. She's amazing. Great cast. Check it out. Not three hundred two. That's a disappointing sequel. Three hundred. Oh, the rise of the rise of the oh. Persians or whatever they she, call that. Awful. Oh, also oh, Ocean's awful. Twelve sucked. Ocean's Twelve oh. sucked. Oh, Sorry Sin about City that. Two was sucked. Too. Sorry. I didn't like Sin City 1. Uh, okay, I know. Whatever. All right, I got two. Yeah. Uh, let's see. On the cartoon side, because there's always so many cartoons, I finally saw How to Train Your Dragon with the kid. Uh, we watched it a week ago. I don't know how we had never seen that one of all the great animated films. so good. It's so good. What a great movie. Bought it immediately on DVD. Now he's binge-watching the little mini-episodes of the series on Netflix. Fantastic. Can't wait to see the second one, third one. That won the Oscar now. for Best Animated Picture. Oh, that's right. It did. Yeah. You're a grown-up. So am I. We know this. Yes. I know we do. It was great. It was really, really good, though. It was emotional. Yeah. It's very well It's well animated. Um, great voices. Jay Baruchel. Jay, and, it was uh, super fun. Yeah. And McLovin is, is one yeah. of the I did not expect Jonah McLovin to show up, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and real quick, also on the grown-up side of things, I saw on Netflix the Fire Festival documentary. Must watch. Must watch. The music festival that took place in the Caribbean last year that was uh, an absolute tire fire where no one showed up and they were given, they didn't have luxe accommodations. They were basically given like cheese sandwiches and styrofoam and they had to refund millions of dollars and it was a whole big scam and Ja Rule was involved. You, it, it captivated the news cycle in the Twitter sphere for a couple of days. Check it out. There's also a competing It's amazing. One. Right. It was amazing. You, I was hoping you were bringing up the other one. Go I ahead. haven't seen the one on Hulu yet. I have, yeah. Uh, they actually have the guy behind the whole yep. thing. Don't they talk to him in that one? They do. And you would Can't think... Can't wait. Y- yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you, but let's just say the, the, the hole gets even deeper for him. Ooh! Well, I love it. Yeah, check it out. Either either one. And they're, the, they're great. There's great... Uh, how's the word pronounced? Schadenfreude, yes. delighting in the misery of others. All mm-hmm. all these um, internet influencers that are so pretty and wonderful, and they get a free trip to the fire festival, yep. and they end up basically sleeping on bare mattresses in the mm-hmm. rain and eating cheese sandwiches. It's Love awesome. It. It's great. Oh, I like that. I'm gonna check yeah, you that out. Yeah, you like it. David, do you have one? Yeah, I get. Uh, what you should check out on Netflix is a series called Losers. I don't know if you guys have checked it out yet, but I've, there are like eight of them, and I've watched like six of them, all about sports and just these little stories that you wouldn't necessarily have heard. There's one about a boxer whose name escapes me, but he was like briefly the heavyweight um, um, 
champion of the world. Buster Douglas? No, it was it, it, uh, Michael Spinks. No, no, no. Damn it. Um, I forget who he knocks out, so I'm doing a poor job of setting this up. But Creed. suffice it to say, he he goes on Creed. to what, what, what year, <laughs> decade? Oh, God, I love boxing. Paul Creed, '90s, I think. He he Rick he. Bo? No, Brad. Is that is that is Brad? That Braddock? Is that Brad? No, oh, his last James name. Yeah. But he goes he uh, he goes on to Hollywood. He goes on to he ended up being. Um, uh, trainer for actors, including Michael B. Jordan. This loser series is a bunch of like thirty to forty minute documentaries. One of them is about a uh, a soccer team in in England or uh, on the outskirts of England or whatever who has to win its final game in order to to maintain its legitimacy. Like the team is going to go out of business if it doesn't. And I don't want to spoil it for you, but the crowd the crowd goes absolutely mental. They don't want their their um, team to to get shut down this is like in 1987 or something and it's this awesome tale and then there's another one about uh, you guys would know the the golfer the french golfer john valdo whatever john valdave oh yeah. my god there's a really? whole where's maddie yep. i know exactly yeah maddie would freak this wheelhouse and there's was a whole michael, sec- michael bent was the boxer thank you michael okay. bent i said right yeah okay. gotcha so yeah losers he, on netflix new losers on netflix yeah there it's were, actually, there it, i just googled it while rockman talking. yeah is that it no chris bird adonis Creed. no Oh. Michael Nick Bent. Just Mike, said it. Frank Bruno. Yes. Oh, Michael Bennett? No, yes. it wasn't Frank Bruno. Oh. All right, so I'll go ahead and list mine. I was Shawshanked this week by something very interesting. My sharp television, LED television, 70-inch, on the wall, started glitching like crazy. So I called the TV repairman. It's very difficult, by the way, to find a TV repairman in, two th- in 2019. Uh, found a guy, comes in, takes the thing up. We take the thing off the wall. He takes a look at it. Turns out that it can't be repaired for anything manageable as far as the money goes. Things five years old. That's all you got out of it? So, so just out of the blue. So so what happened? You yeah. got Shawshanked by that? No, no, because I'll tell you why. Because I go to the guy, I'm like, this thing's five years old. He goes, all right, well, let me, I'm going to list, he lists out eight parts. I'm like, okay. He goes, take the TV apart. He shows me how to do it. Eight parts you can sell for about a hundred bucks a piece on eBay. No clue. Had no idea. People You're are taking kidding. their TVs to the dump. I'm recycling them. Right is is full with it with a, a trash you know thing full sure. of TVs. People take a look if and they TV pay dies, to have them recycled. Go on eBay. Take a look at your model number and everything else. You can take apart your television and save yourself about five hundred dollars towards your next television. So and I guarantee I you, there's a YouTube series about that, or there's a how to, and you can probably put in your model number and someone like, hello. Today we are going to take apart the 2014. Is this an old Sorry. model or is it a flat screen? It's a five-year-old. So what flat is a flat screen? screen. Seventy-inch, okay. sharp, whatever. You know, you know who Don't does the voiceover face. for that? Who? Michael Winslow. That was it dying. That's what it sounded like dying. And I was going, God damn it, Kip, get out of my house. Oh, the TV's dying. <laughs> All right, folks, we have wrapped up another episode, season uh, three. Season three is two. off to a fire start, man. We're off to a great stop. Uh, here we go, uh, folks. Thank you once again for joining us. I am your host, Uncle Buck, with Nick Stevens. Uh, that's right, Buck. And Georgie Kip. Yeah, that's me. And you can find us on the Later Gangsters Pod Six One Seven, the Boston Podcast Network. David, thank you once again. Another stellar job. Until next time, folks. You have been Shawshanked. Shawshanked. <laughs>